Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This one time at band camp. I'm going to go live there. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. Now I am much older There's a place I want to be It's red faucet is beautiful It's steeped in history And I know what I'll find When a place comes alive I got that battle fever Coming over me And I got Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Battle Fever Network season review. But seriously, before we go into the season review, right? I actually had Stevie Jukes singing that, then I had Jody singing that, and Stevie, hey, baby, <laughs> right? <laughs> then I had Paul C singing it, and you're all right, Stevie, you're fine there, mate. I've got a voice like a goose <laughs> farting in the fog. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, it's been a bit mental, to be fair, in here. Yeah, like, yeah, but I've yeah. got to try and remain a wee bit composed this is, here. This is why they only have me once in a blue moon. Uh, cause a ruckus. I've stood up. You've what? As Jody was staying there with the cup there, I'm delighted, obviously, to be back in G4 Claim Studio. And this podcast studio too, we are in association of, with G4 Claims. And G4 Claims are fantastic people. Um, and Jodie's very good at singing the theme tune. And we're going to get her to actually do it properly and get it recorded and get it um, used. Because uh, uh, the, the, uh, mm-hmm. go Glasgow when you were doing it, when we were setting up. Just, 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 just walking about with my And it was incredible, man. It really was. Um <clears throat> Thanks very much, everyone, for joining us. You can see a lot of regulars here in the chat. We can see Jay. Again, Jay, it was lovely to see you again last week. 
the legend Mate. that is. Mm. A bit of love for Tio there. We've got Moses, we've got Barney, we've got Car. I've not seen Barney in ages. Car, it was know, lovely. Barney, where have you been? It was lovely to meet you in person, Car, last week. We have Amanda. There's no raffle tonight, but she'll probably fucking win something. And uh, she, she said <laughs> she's, still, she's still reneged on uh, what she was going to do. <laughs> and we have, what was that she was going to do? I think there's something involved in Ibrox and um, running across the pitch or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we won the Europa League, apparently, mm-hmm. according to Amanda, no, sorry, according to Amanda's, Amanda's husband, Graham, <laughs> she was going to streak across Ibrox. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, and she, and, and she <laughs> did agree. She did agree to do it for the Scottish Cup, but she's uh, Welsh in that deal and all. She's the only Rangers fan who's thankful for Aaron Ramsey. Too quick on his way. So, good evening, everybody in the chat. Um, we'll get there, but we're going to talk about, obviously, the season review. But before we get there, Gio, joining us yes, from Narn Iron. Have you seen that thing when it's like CBBS and they've had like Tom Hardy and Jared <laughs> Butler and all that t- telling big time <laughs> stories? I think we should do a segment with you. Just reading, reading here. Why don't I just read the Rangers scores out? Like, you know, for please, the rest. Please, of the please, I'll pay you. I will actually from, pay from, you from minute from game one right through to the last one. Honestly, like <laughs> if Nadie's up for that tonight, do you phone me the morning and we'll get it sorted. <laughs> I'm very good. Well, obviously, it wasn't it was a bit of a crap end of the, the season there, but um I mean well last week, this time last week it was a bit of a crap end, but um so Saturday made up for a mate, so I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, mate, good. Um and as Jody quite eloquently put that I am here with Clowns <laughs> to the left of me, Jody to, to the right. So we'll start with the clown section. That's what I was singing before we started. Policies are all in my face. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking insulted now. <laughs> Yeah, all right, okay, aye, aye, aye. I'm okay, thank you very much for asking. Yeah, <laughs> feel I feel much better um, uh, after Saturday, but um, yeah, I'm all right. And we have the founder of Geo Fans. No, we could do one night. Oh no, no. No, right. See how like those old like Chinese fighting films, and it's like dubbed with speaking. Geo could speak for all of us, and we could just. So wheelie wheelie around and just do. Yeah, he could talk. Like they used to do that in Mock the Week, and they'd play a clip. That's right. Geo, please, man. I'm just. Jody, have you heard? No, Matthew McConaughey. Where's I the Wall Street Journal Matthew, Matthew But Matthew McConaughey apparently has released an app where he just talks to people and he gets them to go to sleep, and it's like eighty dollars. I'd do it Why for free, and I just talk. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I just do that there. I don't know why I said the Chinese fighting films is. <laughs> I know there's a few <laughs> Chinese fighting films. But, um, I don't know how. Yeah. I didn't mean like Chinese people fighting. I just meant like it's always like. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? One of those nights. Well, I'm wished Now you see why I let them date remote some weeks. <laughs> or why I'm not here at all. I can stay out. <laughs> but Saturday obviously brought the curtain down on a topsy turvy season, I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Season that brought so many highs and so many lows, probably the ultimate low being last Wednesday, even though we were proud of the achievement and being there, I think at the final whistle, well, if you were at our event, you'll have seen <laughs> deflated podders, shall we say. Um, it was just absolutely brutal. 
um, to have that, you know, have that feeling, especially with a high going into it. But we started the way back. Stephen Gerrard was in charge. We were champions. We looked as though we were going to period of dominance, to be quite honest with you. Mm. And then it kind of... Um, then the season kicked off. <laughs> the season kicked off. <laughs> we never really got going, I would say. Probably until Gio came in, to be fair to Gio. Yeah. Um, but Livingston, first game, 3-0. Was it 3-0, 2-0, 3-0? 2-0 victory at Ibrox. We were good in spells in that day. Scott Wright came on, won the game for us, basically, with a fantastic finish. And we all thought Scott Wright's going to kick on. Never really happened for Scott after that until mm. probably towards the end of the season. And then Scott came back into his own. But, Gio, we spoke a lot, <coughs> mate, and we've said this a few times on the pod, but we spoke a lot in the close season about what we felt needed to happen. It Aye. didn't really come to fruition in terms of, um, you know, fresh fresh blood, fresh energy, mm. just freshness in general into the squad. And I think that probably hampered us, mate, right at the early, early start of the season, didn't it? Demir, I think we all recognise that the need for to rejuvenate the squad in some way and keep the core, keep the core there, keep your keep your Golsons, keep your Tabs, keep keep Ryan Jack, people like that there, keep Alfie even. But we did need to freshen up in certain areas, particularly in the left back roles and the wing roles and things like that there. Um, I, I, I for me think it was an opportunity to to cash in on certain players. Glenn Kamara, we spoke a lot about Glenn Kamara and, and how effective he was last season and how well he played. But to me, he reached the pinnacle of what we could probably get from him. He went to the he went to the World Cup or the Euros or whatever it was. Had a really good tournament there. I think he was I think he was he was very highly thought of out there. And then we missed that opportunity to cash in. And and now let's be honest, if it wasn't for a very strong European campaign, we'd be saying those players would be worth a third of their value. But we definitely yeah. needed to, to freshen things up, mate. And, and I think you you mentioned there about the first game of the season against Livingston. Don't forget. Scott, right, right even before that there, we had all got so excited with the, the, the pre-season friendlies, Arsenal, Real Madrid. You know, we, we beat Real Madrid 3-1 at home and everyone th- thought it was, you know, you know, we were going to stroll the league. And then then we then we won the, the Livingston game. I think it was 3-0. And then we played Malmo, I think, the week after. We got beat by Malmo and then it was very, very deflated. And you could just see there was a very, early on, there was a bit of a battle of, a battle of will between Gerrard and the board about who he wanted in. And, and obviously he was determined mm-hmm. to keep hold of that squad at the expense of players running down their contract, like we're now seeing with Connor Golson. So it's a shame. It's a shame we sort of let it get to that stage. And I think it was detrimental to us in the long run. But at the beginning of the season, you couldn't have questioned, you know, you couldn't have questioned yeah. it. We just won the league. We won the league convincingly. And there was no way we would have ever thought that team would have started so haphazardly and, and, and so mixed. But we did. And I think ultimately it, it dented our confidence a wee bit. Totally, mate. Totally. The thing is, we, Jody, is it? We start every season really, really right. Okay, two seconds. That was a different Barney before. This is new Barney. No, have <laughs> we two Barneys? Even another Barney. But who? I'm confused. Uh, age. Hi, look, where's the other Barney there? Oh my god, Barney, so your is. dog is beautiful. Unless <laughs> it's a random dog figure go, but that may be Barney. That may be Barney. But we start every season, Jody, regardless how pre-seasons went, regardless how yeah. the season went before, we start every season believing, even if it's false hope, mm-hmm. we still believe that we can win the title. It's what we always did. God's sake, we've done it under Cashinia, Warburton, yeah. Gerard, right at the very, very start. We, we 
We've done if, it any, if any player is in Rangers and they don't start the season thinking they can't win, they shouldn't be a Rangers. Get out. Yeah. First and foremost, right. they shouldn't. Totally. Um, it's <laughs> two of me. Certainly <laughs> no two of you, mate. <laughs> Thank God. Barney Square. Certainly <laughs> no. Um, but we did. We, we always start positive, and we yeah. and we had every right to start this season mm-hmm. positive. Again, and I believe our board are probably guilty of this. We look across the city a wee bit too much last summer, and we said mm. they're in a bit of disarray. So ever sound. Let's mm. not fucking spend much, and then it's came back to bite us a wee bit. And it's just uh, it's it's frustrating, and uh, like I get it, and I get there. There was the high, and there was the champions, and see the amount, like how much we won the league by, and the fashion it was done, and. The, the journey that Rangers have been on, I get why they were excited, but and they, they just expected. The thing is, you can't. It's football. Like, mm-hmm. literally anything can happen, and we, we know that more than anyone. Yeah, like, well literally said, more than anyone. Well um, and I think it's really, really frustrating how you can have the highs of that season, right? Cool, the season ends. You've got a full summer to celebrate that. Well done. Yeah. Like, you've now got a new season. What? what one title is that enough? No, you you want a treble, and at this football club you do want a treble, and that's what you should be going for. And then fling in one in the Europa League, and all like that's what everyone in this club should be aiming for. And I I don't care. I mean, people are going to be laughing. It's not as if I can strap boots on and go play, but like if you're playing for this great football club, you shouldn't you should know how heavy the bad plays on you and what's expected. And that's the thing. Like you can go in. But see if you don't have that mentality, just leave. Just please just go because you're not doing us any favours. And I think something that's maybe I wouldn't moan about too much with our squad, but modern day football has been ruined by the money aspect. And I think a lot of people play now to pick up a wage rather than playing for the love of the game. Yeah. Whereas you whereas you can actually see like Tav's enjoyed his football. Like see in oh. Europe, he's enjoying his football. And Lowry, by the way. Lowry's there to play football. He doesn't care. Like he just wants. That's why when we see him, it's like exciting when you see the younger boys and the, what they've done against Hearts, for example. Right. It's because they they're there for the love of the game. They, they, do you know what I mean? And I, I think sometimes it's a bit like, obviously, not not fully pointing elbows, but see how obviously Connor Goldson is saying, um, he the reason he want he'd love to state Rangers. I don't know if you've seen this article. He'd love to state Rangers, but he feels he should be rewarded for what he'd done like for the 55 yeah well what about the games you've cost us this season what about this like you're only as good as your last game totally and, and Paul the thing is listen Connor Goldson's been a fantastic servant to us oh amazing and, right? and I'm it, not going to lie and say that I won't miss him no I, I, of course and it looks as though he's got to move on and all the best to him he might play in a better league he'll never play for a bigger club mm-hmm. or a better club than our football club <laughs> When he used to stand at the end of games and just look directly into the crowd as the crowd was going nuts, like right? If it was an old firm victory, if it was a cup win or whatever, that there you will never be able to get down south. Partly because the opposition fans will probably be there taking photos of you as well. Aye. Up here, it's pure blood, thunder, yeah, passion. I've said this. I went. Uh, so my boyfriend, I don't know which rang me. He'd be a Man United fan as well as a Rangers fan, but <laughs> so for his birthday, I took him to hospitality at Old Trafford. Fuck me, man! I've seen better atmosphere at a funeral. That's that's exactly it. There's no passion. The money's just killed it. And and for me, and Aldo's got a good point here. Give Bassie's wages. I would rather see Bassie. Oh my God! Just, please sign him a lifetime yeah. contract. Oh, that, that's, that was actually the first thing I put after the, the Scottish Cup. Um, when in the put the group chat, you know, wasn't a, we, apart from you know we deserved to to end the the season with something. It'd been travesty if we'd won yeah. nothing. 
Yeah. Um, but the first thing I actually put in the group chat was just first point of business is getting give Bassey a new contract, extend it give and improve it. Literally give him what he wants. Give him what he wants. Tuck him into bed every night if you need it, honestly. Like, cause I See him Gio's accent if he needs it. I know. Talk to him, Gio, please. Just do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> teach him. I'll teach him the ways. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Gio's his type. But no, no, it's always, <laughs> <laughs> no always, always stuck with me with Bassey. As he came out in an interview when they started playing him at centre-back instead of left-back, and he said, I'll play anywhere that manager asks me to. If he wants me in goals, I'll go in goals. Mm-hmm. That is what we need at this club. Right. And I, I, I think I think a lot is to be said about the recruitment policy and the systems and and the way we actually recruit players and and you know I think for for a club like Rangers it, it's it's fifty percent talent and fifty percent attitude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and we all as fans love players who will work their balls off and they will work hard for the shirt and they will run around and give the blood and thunder. But unfortunately, when it comes to European football, we need to we need them to play a bit as well. And finding mm-hmm. players who can do both is the perfect combination. You know, yep. and, and like you said, me and Paul, me and Paul spoke in our very last pod, and I said that exactly, me and Paul agreed on this. Bassey is the one who will probably make us the most money in this club because he yep. costs zip ball. He costs zip ball, probably 250 grand, you know, and we could end up selling him if, if he progresses the way he's progressing for 20, 25 million. And, and I'm not even talking Dembele dollars here. I'm talking proper mo- money. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he is, he's, he's phenomenal. And, that's the sort of people we need to build our squad around. See, when we, we need to give Gio the full back and we need to get let him pick his own team and make a decision on him then. Because he came in on the back of obviously um a defeat and he had to and then he came in his first game and um he won. It was a European game and don't get me wrong, like it was good to see that. But what he, he the players obviously buy into him. That's one thing we need to say. And I'm glad that I am not involved in the management of Rangers at all because I say things and I complain about Geo's subs and then I'm like, oh, wait, they've scored. So I'm so glad. Like, like, see on Geo, see on that point. And obviously we'll get to that when when, when the point and Geo comes in when we get there. But that's the biggest difference with Geo is Geo's influence games, I feel, where Gerard yeah. maybe was found wanting at times. And I love Gerard. Everybody who watches this podcast But Gerard's stubborn, isn't he? So it's like, it's like his team selections, his team selection. And, and it was like for like. Mm-hmm. It was always like, right, we're taking out one player, but we'll just put in the exact same player and hope that that works. Mm-hmm. I feel as though Geo puts just... in a different player. And sometimes you're sitting going, what is he doing? And right. then, boom. It's like even the game against Frankfurt when you saw that he, we were getting no joy in the left so we swapped Kent over the right mm. like just things like that like mm. he's like we'll try it we need to try it and that's one thing like you can't complain like you would rather you would rather be complaining oh, why has he made that sub? like I saw something on Twitter and I was buckled and they, uh, it was about the the final uh, Scottish Cup final and they said somebody tweeted like Jack and um, Jack and right on fuck's sake and then they went, I'll happily eat my words. Like, because literally they both scored. I think we were And all that's genuinely... Kind of doing on that. But I, I, always, I thought in the cup final, bring Aaron Armstrong because he'll be busting a gut to try and prove himself. So. Uh, Things so got right and he scores an absolute beauty. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way he goes. That's why I'm not the Rangers manager. And Giovanni Van Brock does this. But going into Europe, the next game in, the, in, the, in our season was Malmo away. Mm-hmm. 2-1 defeat. Yeah. John Lundstrom... Probably the start of John Lundstrom not endearing himself to the Rangers support at the mm-hmm. very, very start. Um, a lot of dissenters in the crowd in terms of he's not good enough for us, sent him back down the road. Um, I don't think I got that bad with him. I think I just thought, um, it's no work to it for the big man. He'll probably end up, not at that time, but later on in the season, no, yeah, yeah. he'll probably end up back down the road at some point, probably in January. And then obviously when 
we know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The rest is history. <clears throat> but the Malmo game, mate, crushing disappointment because we thought, given Gerard's record in European qualifying for us, we thought we could get to the Champions League proper. Mm. Malmo had other ideas. They were well drilled in the middle of the season, of course. We were at the start of yours. Yeah. They beat us 2-1 in Sweden. Poor result. But as we've shown in Europe, we can bring it back to Ibrooks and we can do something. Yeah. We know that in the arm. No, that was uh, that was that was a, a huge yeah. thing. Um just, that, that just really freaks me out. Um wow. I think the um the, the fact that, in here, right? So you don't get freaked out. Yeah. To be to be I actually shot myself. There was a need <laughs> for that. Oh my god. To be a goal to oh be a goal god. to be a goal up at half time and a man up at half time. Because we were ten men and we were one nil up, and the, the tie is all square at that point. To then go and lose two goals with nothing to apply at home was absolutely—I beg us belief—capitulation. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand what the hell was going through the players' minds. It was almost like they had this complete sort of like ten-minute spell. I thought. You know, cigars are out. Here we go. It's just a walk in the park. You know, it's, we'll, we'll get there in the end. And literally, like, it was just, it was, I, I was at the match. I was saying, what the fuck is going on? I, we were all at the match because <clears throat> we were all sending like videos and voices. Ah, I'm here, I'm here because I took my dad for the first time in like forever. And of course, it debuted Paul's favourite kit. <laughs> the purple kit. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. Geo <laughs> <laughs> um, Europe was a. What does the purple button do? That's pink. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, sorry. Bit, that bit sums that fucking strip up. <laughs> Gio, Gio uh, obviously, it was a disappointing mate, not mate, the Champions League. Um, yeah. I know he made the next round, sorry. But we got what we deserved, mate. We shot ourselves in the foot, the Lindstrom red card. We shot ourselves <clears> in the foot. Ibrox was expecting, as somebody said there, Chris, it was full first full house after lockdown. The place was going tonto, man. We should have we should have got through that tie. Do you know what I mean? We didn't. And obviously that that then signaled that we dropped into Europa League. People forget that in between that Malmo game, we also had a 1-0 defeat away to Dundee United. Dundee United. Which which was the start of, you know, that well, that was our first league loss in what, 50 odd games? Yeah. yeah. Over a um, season. So you know, you could see there was starting to be some some worry probably creeping into the support. And Gerard was getting questioned, and rightly so, but I also think Gerard was showing his bit of frustration probably towards the board and probably highlighting the fact that we needed recruitment and, and quality recruitment at that. Um, the board, I think, let him down. Uh, I think they might have got out of it, mind you, with Gio, but um, I... Gio, which, no, no, this Gio, Gio Van Van Broncos, but Gio, what's, what's your take on that, mate? Because obviously, yeah. normal games and then Dundee United in between. Yeah, look, mate, let's be honest. You, you know, we, we Gerard, I think, if he was given a blank checkbook, would have probably went out and tried to send as many players as possible. And that's what a manager wants to do. They they want to they want a biggest pool as possible. I think ultimately, and I'm, I'm not blaming the board necessarily for this, but the lack of turnover, the, the lack of actively encouraging moving or moving players on to generate funds to then reinvest in the squad. I think that's where they were trying to be a wee bit frugal and they were sort of going, look, understand you want to go out and maybe spend five, ten million, but we want to be able to hold this back a wee bit. And there's Rihanna, she in yet. Um, welcome. Hiya. So again, ultimately mate, I don't necessarily blame the board or Gerard on that bit. But the, the problem for that was for me, I think we could all see that the chinks in the armor starting to happen. And I ultimately think it was the players who went in with the attitude of 
we have had we have conceded 13 goals all last season. We're just going to stroll this. This is a piece of piss. And I don't Indeed. think they, I don't think they fully appreciated the severity of trying uh, uh, retaining a title is a hundred times harder than winning a title because it's yeah. easy when it's easy when you want to win it. You've got that hunger. You've got that desire. But ultimately, when they got to that stage where they were the best in in the country. They didn't. I don't think at that stage they had the balls to basically hold on to it and say we want this. We're prepared to fight, and that's the difference between you know top, top, top teams and teams that are are there or thereabouts. And I think ultimately that's what happened. We are a team of there or thereabouts this season. We've had some mm-hmm. tremendous highs, but we've also had some of our lowest lows, and that ultimately shows that we. I've said ultimately a lot, haven't I? Um, that shows. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and I think that shows the inconsistency. But what I will say, Scott, and. Um, you know, I think for me, once Gio came in and got got that first European result and, and we started to build a bit of momentum and a bit of belief, yes, we had a wee few inconsistencies along the way, but we needed, I think we needed that change. I definitely think at that stage, and I, I genuinely think that Gerard Levin probably has done us a favour in the long term because yeah. I think now what we've got as a manager prepared to not just look for the next checkbook signing and to look at investing in youngsters. Um, and oh, bringing through some talent, and that's what we need ultimately. Ultimately, again, we're a selling club. We, 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 whether we like it or not, we need to be able to generate young, exciting talent and sell them on and make money. That's what we have well, to that's do. That's the assistant manager's strong point, isn't it? Done it. Right. That was, yeah, that's see. Just before we go in and talk about that, Colin Stewart just messaged me saying that he's enjoying the show, but he needs to go and walk the dog. So, go and walk the dog, mate. And we'll stop with him when you come back. Okay. Bye. We'll, Colin, um, we'll pause for you, mate. We'll stay here for you while you walk the dog. So hurry up. We'll, we'll kill time you get back. <laughs> um, in fact, I've got to welcome the man, aren't we? Ready? That's not working. We'll just fuck that I off. Mean, I'm sorry. Not, <laughs> you've you've had enough? No. No. You have, to, you have to press play. Can't quite right. it's oh, Celtic Invasion. Turn that off, sorry. You actually um, never press play. I never press play and I'm pressing. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> how are we? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. We're we're just we've mm. got to Malmo, drop them out of the Champions League. We're about to get Alish Kurt in the fiasco that happened after that where we lost half the team, the management team practically or the manager, to COVID and we then we had Ross County away which we won, we had Celtic at home which we won, we had Alice Kerr at home and Alice Kerr away which we got through in the Europa League proper we took nine points in August out of nine in the Premier League, including as I said, beating our rivals um, everything was rosy, we beat them without Alan McGregor without John McLaughlin, without James Tavernier, without Steven Gerrard Stephen Gerrard was sitting in the house playing FIFA and we beat them. <laughs> so <laughs> it was after that that maybe it started to slightly go down the tubes a bit. But Rhiannon, your thoughts on just very briefly on that first part of the season because it was looking fine. It was. I mean, I think the big thing was still managing to beat that mob without pretty much the majority of our first team there. Um, you had somebody like uh, Robbie McCrory who... Had you know, he was coming in and it was a massive game and I thought he played excellent. So the players that we put in, I think Balogun had fucking Kyogo in his back pocket that whole game. Like, it was just one of the ones you look at the players and you're excited because these are the young coming players and they've done the job. Yeah. Um, And that's that heart and desire. I think maybe an extent towards the end with Gerard Drain, that we kind of lost that. But that, that, that 99.3 games, we done exceedingly well, especially, as you said, getting into the Europa League. 
Yeah, and getting into the Europa League is a game. Although we were deflated at the time, we were happy in the Europa League, but we wanted to be in the Champions League. Yeah. Getting into the Europa League, Paul, was huge for us in terms of progression. Because I've said it, even for next year, listen, I want to be in the Champions League. For the group stages, simply for the money, I would quite happily finish third then and drop in the Europa League because I feel as though the Europa League for us is our level. Yep. And we can go on journeys like we did to Seville. And listen, you don't get that in the Champions no, I League. I don't even want to talk about that. Do you know what I mean? So that's our level, mate. Scott, yeah, see, sorry, sorry, Paul. What I was just going to say very quickly, mate, was you look, you look, you look at what we've had this season and t- towards the latter end of the season, particularly those last three home games, European games, the Red Star game, the Braga, the Braga game, the Leipzig game, the Dortmund game, all those games at home, all those games at home, were phenomenal, and I, you know, if we had, a, if we had, a, if that had been Champions League games, I don't think any, I don't, I don't care who the teams were we were playing. I think we could have competed. What, yeah. like you say, mate, I just don't. I think I, when we built that momentum, and unfortunately, that momentum in the in the early part, in the middle part of the season, didn't really come until Gio came in, and he showed a wee bit of more tactical know-how. Where Gerard was just sort of very reg- regimental, play with your two inverted wingers. It was almost like a, a, a better version of Mark Warburton in a way with better players. You know, if plan A doesn't work, do plan A better. You know, plan yeah. B is do plan A better. It was almost that there. So, you know, um, but again, I, I think if we were to, if, you know, we, we beat a lot of good, really good quality teams this year, um, but it needed us to build that wee bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Sorry, totally. Paul. Yeah, that's Sorry, fine. Yeah, no, I think, I think, um, <clears throat> trying to be a question, but um, I think getting into the Europa League was. It was pretty vital, and not just financially, but I think for prestige, as you say, it's the advancement in the club. You know, it's it, it's that makes players want to come and play for you. Do you know what I mean? If you be playing European football, if we'd have failed to do that, that'd been I could have set us back quite a, quite a quite a distance. I mean, you look at the financial gains we've got from the, the run this season, but also I say prestige, the name of the club. Uh, players will play. It's it's good for recruitment, especially now. Players who are available will. We'll probably want to come and play for the club because no. they'll see how the um, uh, how the fans have reacted. They'll see, you know, uh, they'll get they'll get their faces on TV playing in major European competitions. And with the with the possibility of a Champions League this season, that's a good Paul, thing. That's, that's... Paul, do you think getting to the final will increase the, the chances of sending quality players now, mate? The fact that you know that we've had that that sort of almost world stage where we've been able to yeah. sort of show the club off. Do you, do you think we'll, we'll be able to attract a better quality or, or class whether player? We, whether we can do that or not, I, I, I think it certainly puts us on the map for it. I mean, p- people, uh, the last couple of seasons, uh, players will have sat up and t- taken notice of our, of our progression, especially coming from where we have. But they'll seen the, they'll seen the matches on TV. They'll have seen the passion of the fans because footballers want to play in front of fans. And I've seen the crowd and how they, how, how they, how they behave and they perform and stuff like that. And I think, that's something I want to go. I really fancy a bit of that. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Aaron Ramsey. He was only here a little while, but he said he's never seen fans like it. Um, Liam Balligan was in an interview. He's actually said that uh, he would love to stay out at the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just depends. And he actually said... Um, he loves it here. Yeah, that's that. He said he was, he was convinced the best fans in the world he'd ever seen was a yellow wall at the Westfalen Stadium. He said until he plays with Rangers, he says in the last few matches in the European, he says absolutely cements it for us. He says undoubtedly, undoubtedly the best fans he's ever seen in his life. And so any how any footballer can't want to play in front of that. You shouldn't be a professional footballer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's things when it comes. So yeah, I think to answer your question, you it certainly puts us in a better position to sign a better quality player mm. if they become available and they're interested. 
see what uh, that that comment just said it's that's 100 percent on the flip side as well um we might have people there, there might be people that don't watch the scottish game and the, the obviously i know um football teams part of the recruitment is looking at but like the europa team of the season three of our players, three rangers it? three rangers players wasn't there bassy tav and who was the other yeah, one was Ken. Ken. Aye, aye. and Ken, let's be honest Jones, those are probably beside out with tav he's now 30 Kent and Bassey are probably our most sellable assets at the minute, along with Alfie. Well, so straight again, away, that's on everyone's yeah. radar. People Aye. were talking about like there was there was so many people talking about Rangers, and then you you see like um, people saying, oh, "I've played at Ibrooks, like ex players saying, "I've played at Ibrooks, It was the best experience. I've like it was the best atmosphere. I've never seen fans like." Wasn't it. that the Leipzig manager said like, that? Well, then the Leipzig manager actually yeah, said yeah, it's so the best he atmosphere like, he's ever experienced. We had Dortmund fans applauding our player. Our goal, applauding John Lundstrom for a yeah. goal. Like there's there's so much now. Like it's hard to talk about it now. We are all still we're going to be heartbroken for life. That's just that's just football. That's it. I'm not it doesn't make it any better. But what we've done is we've put us on a pedestal now and we've said like we're a we're a team like not to be like do you know what I mean? We're a force yeah. to be reckoned with. Ranger and I can't thank them enough for the journey that we were on this season. As much as it's, we've totally. came away with some lows. Pride, pride is over. Yeah. Is the word that I've used a lot since last Wednesday. I'm very, very proud of what we've done and what we achieved. But listen, we can do more. We've got to win our league title, regardless whether we get to the European final or not. We genuinely have to win our league title. And, mm. and yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we would have took the Europa League this year. But genuinely, we need to keep winning our league title. That happens. We need to keep winning cups in, in Scotland. That's what happens. That's what made it so good about the Scottish Cup win is because it, could, it would have been easy for the players to lie down and say, mm-hmm. we feel hot, we feel gutted. I know how we, how I felt as a supporter. So yeah. I can only imagine how the guys are feeling that we're actually playing. But going back to that time, in the next 10 games or something like that, we took like 24 points, right? Out of whatever it was, 30, if it was the 10 games, 30 points, something like that. We had the draw at Motherwell, the draw against Harps, um, all at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're the they're the games that really killed us in the in the title. But they're the games that really knocked us, you know, knocked us stuff. And it was a wee bit because had you beat Hearts at home, had you beat Motherwell at home, I mean, what did it finish? It was only four, four. points in it, wasn't it? Yeah. There's there's your points there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that the most frustrating four. thing? Isn't it? We can all as fans pinpoint the games where we lost it. That's yeah, the most yeah. frustrating thing. We can all every single one of us here, every single one, and every single one in the comments could probably turn around and go. The Dundee United game at the beginning of this season, the Motherwell game where we threw it away after being two up, the Hearts game, last minute goal, McGregor didn't come off his line, all of those I mean, things. You've not even mentioned two old firm defeats in there. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's if you win those home games that we're talking about. Aye. The two old firm defeats are also wiped. Do you know what I mean? That's the crazy yeah. thing about this season that usually you lose it, if anything, on your old firm games. They won two, we won one, we drew one. Aye. Obviously, minus were cut one. But at the same time, if you manage to even win the game against them at Ibrox, it's squeaky bum time going into that last, that last yeah. day. So there's so much fine margins involved in this, and it's where I take my hat off to Gio because he kept going. He played his strongest side at Parkhead in that last game yeah. where we could have forgiven him for saying, uh. right, okay, we've got a big European tie. We need to really rest players and we need to make sure we're ready for a tilt of this final. Gio, didn't he? Gio played his best players. He played Tav. He played Goldson. He played Kent. 
you know what I mean? He, he played them all. And by the way, he'd done a lot of it without a striker. Mm-hmm. Without a recognised number heavy nine. football schedule we were on. Yeah. It was mental. And the yeah. fitness levels of this team, by the way, I can't, I can't applaud them enough. Oh, like crazy. Honestly, we walked up the stairs to the studio and I was blown at Mars. It's only like three steps. Right. Don't get done. But it's a little bit more. It's like the club deck up here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming to you, what was your thoughts? Obviously, after that, what was the last game before we went to play Hibs? It was Ross County at Ibrooks 4-2. Stephen Gerrard's last game in charge. Of course, during the <clears throat> the Sparta Prague and the Bronby, we had the whole, well, especially the Bronby one at home, we had yeah. the whole, do you look happy? You know, all that do stuff. Do right. Don't, don't ask questions. questions. What was your reaction when, when it was announced that obviously Stephen Gerrard was going to be leaving the club um, and joining Aston Villa? Honestly, I'll be, I was pissed off because I'm looking at it retrospectively, right? And people can say about Aston Villa this within the Premiership. We were in European football. You know what I mean? We were as much as we weren't playing our best, we were still comfortably in front in the league. He could have went on and get two leagues in the bounce. There was still plenty of cup ties. You know, yeah. bless that was yeah. I it's a possible treble still on the cards for us at this point. And as I said in Europe, and he's he's just fucked off and left us for a team that's what I don't even know where they finished in the Premier. They were fucking fighting relegation or something. Sixteenth, yeah. Aye. So I'm looking at that and going, I mean, is that a better offer? I mean, I don't think that's a better offer. I, I don't think you'll ever get a club as big as us. You know, for where we were ten years ago, to be in a a, Europe, a Europa League final. You, who the fuck would have predicted that ten years ago when we were in the lurch? I wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. To- totally agree with that. And as much as I was genuinely heartbroken at the time because. I- I was a Stephen Gerrard fanboy when he was a manager of the football club. But I think the whole glamour of it, I think the fact that he gave us our pride back, both in Europe and in Scotland, um, he, he did stop 10, although I like to say 155. Mm. That's the kind yeah. of thing that for me I was thinking, shit, we've really let this go here. We've now gubbed it, and this is where I blame the board, we've now gubbed it by no keeping him turned on, for want of a better word, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, how, how things have transpired since then, and I was in here, fun enough, I mentioned Colin Stewart the night, I was actually recording with Colin Stewart the night that Gio was announced, and um, Colin said, he actually, the two of us did say each other, listen, I think we've landed on our feet here, we've mm-hmm. probably got a better manager mm-hmm. than the one yep. who's walked out. Tactically, 100%. More, more experienced, he's <clears throat> won more, all that stuff, it was ticking every box, he was an ex-player. He's pl- I know he's played in the Scottish game. He's, huge. He's- um, it's, so, one of those, like, it's, it's one of those ones when you look at Gio like, and you look at his kind of minimal budget at Firenord, the stuff that he managed to do with Firenord, it's kind of uh, on the same par with us. We don't have a massive budget, you would, in the Premier League. So that kind of works in our favour if that's the kind of stuff he's able to do with that team. Like, what can he do for us? But I think, obviously, him playing for Rangers, as Jodie was saying, he's played in Scottish football, that is a massive, massive asset. And he might have took a wee while to find his feet. But when you yeah. look at the way we were playing in Europe, like... If that, I mean, if that was Gerard, like I remember thinking when we had to go to Prague or whatever and win by two goals, I'm going for fuck's sake, Gerard needs to pull something out his ass here, and Gio does it and it fits and it works. Yeah, yeah. And he, it's because he's not afraid to make changes. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. he's not afraid. Like he can send, he can read the game, and he's like, this isn't going well, and you do. And I think something we can look at is considering how many like injuries we had um, and stuff like that we had a stronger bench last season like if you looked at our bench like who we could call upon although we didn't need it I mean like get 
Greg's, Greg's um, actually getting married tomorrow, by the way. So I just want to say best of luck. We're going to need to get him on at some stage. Every time I'm every time I'm watching he's in that studio, he's walking past and waving. Get him in some night. He's a legend. <laughs> um, we'll try and wave him up next time he walks past. <laughs> but um, see if we look at last season, like if we needed to call upon someone, we had a really, really strong bench. There's times this season that I was like, we keep putting them on for. And oh my god, the difference it makes because and that's another thing. We people were like, Oh, I don't know how <clears> I feel. And you thought, Gerard, something was not right at the start of the season. The players looked different. Maybe they knew he was away. <laughs> what was that? What was that Gerard? Nah, nah. Like, Gio, can you read that out? <laughs> I just made my voice, so you can read that out. Please. Gerard is like the lassie that cheats on you, and you hear it at the time. But after a few months, you remember as the great sex she gave you, and you remember the good times. You remain better, though. <laughs> very well put my friend very well put I like that but did you not feel at this, the start like the players must have knew something yeah that, listen I think some of the stories you hear about and whether it's true or not you don't know but some I of the stories you hear about Gerard and it turned basically he's kind of switched off and the first chance he got then he ran down the road and that's fine listen that's his prerogative and if he wants to do that it's great best of luck to him he's now nothing to do with Rangers Football Club cheer bye you, a final word on uh, Stephen Gerrard, if you don't mind, um, and I think that it's very important that the, the viewers uh, understand this. I wish that, I could zoom into you for no, that. No, the, 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 do that, do that, let's the, do it. The last, the last, last, uh, last conversation um, Scott had and I had about uh, Stephen Gerrard, he actually said to me, and I, and I quote verbatim, he has hair woven by angels. <laughs> He's fantastically outstanding. His initials are great. His jeans, stuff like that. So, you were just raging because your big life size uh, thing cut out of Stevie G was was redundant then, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> believe really. me, it's not redundant. No, really, no, really, because my friend Dylan Bridges, Mercies, she got me a perfect cut out of Geo's of face. Geo's face, not my face, not my face, GBB's face. We just stuck it over Stephen Gerrard's face, and we were fickle like that. <laughs> yes, we are. Never liked him anyway. Do we, actually, did we did we not unveil him on the podcast? We did. I think we did, mate. Yeah, I think we did. Um, but of course, before Gio took over, semi-final Hibs three 0 win. No, don't. I'm okay. thinking, holy shit balls, that's went wrong quick. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. the thing is, you hadn't, the thing is, Joe hadn't taken over. Remember? No, I just mean the Gerard leaving thing. Yeah, oh, shit, that's unraveled quick. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was a that was a bit of a shock. I think maybe the I, I put that down to a combination of a few things. Number one, that Gerard walking out with all the with all the coaching staff, uh, you had an interim manager uh, put in there uh, just to sort of tie the tie the team over. The team were probably a bit shell shocked. They probably yeah. probably couldn't believe it themselves. Um, and <clears throat> Hibs wanted it more. They they came out the traps and they absolutely battered us in that first half. Absolutely battered us. By the time we got our shit together, it was too late. Thankfully, that was as good as it got for Hibs in the season. Um, however, I would have liked to have won that. Got. But there we go. You happy? I, was, I was very happy at Porteous greeting at the end after. Oh, yes, so good. So so that kind of that kind of bend that era, and then we went on into a Sparta Prague game, as Jordan says, having to win by two clear goals to go through, despite losing our first two games in the group stages. Yep. We were in a position to qualify with a game to spare. See the atmosphere of that game, oh. everyone singing mm. Gio. Wow. And Gio, by the way, they went out there and they'd done it, and we yep. went on a run under Gio where we were looking like. Holy shit! This is going to this is going to be done, uh, you know. Keep, keep the, the way, we kept the zero. 
you kept the zero. And by the way, <laughs> listen. A wheelie wheelie. He says wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> he says, really happy. He says Erm a lot as well. <laughs> um, um, Are we, we happy with the players? Um, um, <laughs> he's uh, he, he kind of he steadied the ship. He got us to the to the I say the break, but the break was brought forward. Um, <laughs> and after and leading into that break, and also after the break, whether you like them or not. They were doing the things that we should have been doing. They were smashing yeah. teams. They were winning games of football. We were struggling. We got to the to the winter break, which we could be here all night talking about that winter break. It shouldn't have been brought forward. It was brought no. forward. Um, and unfortunately, it, it probably affected us um, more than it affected them because it allowed them to get reinforcements in. We lost Alfie. We lost Aribo. We, you know, and then the rest is history, as they say. But we started back... Um, you know, with an old firm game quickly uh, after that, uh, in which we get absolutely smashed at Parkhead inside 45 minutes. But again, as I said earlier, the season of fine margins, we're yeah. one nil down heading towards half time. If we don't switch off defensively twice in the last two minutes of the first half, we're going at one nil. And we've all praised Gio's ability to change a game. <clears throat> Gio never really got the chance to change a game because whether it was the players not taking on his instructions or him setting us up wrong, we'll never know that. We can have an opinion on it, but we'll never know that. Unfortunately, it led to getting scalped there and uh -huh. the, the inevitable downfall where we took like five points or four points or 15 or something. Yeah, I think I think that Real Firm match kind of really rocked the team. Um, I, that kind of knocked it. We well, were undefeated in seven, remember, against them going on. Yeah, so. yeah. I think, yeah. I think it took the stuffing out of them and they, they, they suffered and they really struggled to recover. And I think a lot of that was down to maybe the fact that I think maybe during the winter break, um, Gio tried to instill his philosophy and his way of playing and it really backfired very badly at, at Parkhead and the subsequent matches afterwards they kind of struggled it was really only when he sort of reverted back to the, the players' strengths what they'd been playing Again, a very similar system they'd been playing under Gerard. It was a mix began... of both, wasn't it, Paul? It was a bit yeah. of a mix, wasn't it? Because exactly. remember, remember, yeah, like you're saying, remember, remember, Tab was quite deep originally when when yeah. when Geo came in, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. that change in fortune and Tab was way up the field. So 100, percent mate, you're right. He sort of play, he blended both sides. He he blended. The, he got the most out of it. He sort of took the reins off him a wee bit, didn't he? Yeah, and and, and you're right. And we we I think we actually had a discussion about this in a podcast. We're talking about this at the oh, time. Friends, friends. Yeah, well, you say friends. we're not part. Some of us aren't part fucking timers. <laughs> Oh, oh, so, um, so yeah, uh, so we, Paul, Paul, I'll just kick Emmons off, mate. Me and you'll have our own wee chat show as we always do, yeah, exactly. Me, I, I, we, we, we draw the numbers in anyway. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think with a combination of, um, I started Geo's, I was gonna say, can I drop this, Geo's, Geo's style and uh, Jedi's style, and I think not only have the players learned. A new style of playing. I think Van Bronckhorst has learned a new way uh, of playing uh, a team to, to a team's strength, to his player strength. It's not a case of this is this is my philosophy. This is who we're going to play. He understands now. I think as well. So he's evolved as a coach, and it's certainly shown in the second half, especially in Europe. Yeah. But see, the thing is though, what you said there's bang on because at Feyenoord, Jody mentioned in um, Rhiannon, <clears> they were talking about at Feyenoord and what he won and the way he played, etc. It was probably acceptable because of the the lack of expectation on how Feyenoord should be playing and winning and th things like that. It's that whole thing when we play about as underdogs. 
Aye, aye, totally. And and see the thing is, but if I know they could sit in like he did in some games, for instance, Billy says, or was it Billy? No, it was Gallant Pioneer says it began up 2 0 at Tynecastle and then retreating, you know, into defence. At Feyenoord, you're probably saying, we'll smash into a 2 0 lead. Right, let's sit back now and contain it and hold it. At Rangers, unfortunately, we've Can't been scarred by the banter years. And when a team scores against us, although it's a different squad, them and us, our mind immediately goes back to, oh, fuck, here we go again. I've seen this movie before. We've seen this movie before. Yeah. And that's how we think, no. And that's where I think Gerard was different. Gerard was very much. Foot in the throat, yep. and press, yeah. go and finish it. Mm-hmm. And I liked that style. Gio had took a wee bit of time, I think, to then, and then the team a wee bit of time to adjust to that. And now they do, they do. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they go at teams. There was, there was mistakes made as well, though. Like Gio bringing in, we obviously had that um, Diallo, and you played him. Diallo. Don't uh, give me a mic and get me to sing. I'll just no shot. Anyway, yeah, I'm the Playing him, playing him, he's hard to start in an old firm. That killed him. Silly yeah. mistake. Nah. Things like that, that took us a bit of time, like Jesus Christ. But you do, and I feel like, I mean, it's a little too late. We don't know, might see him for another loan, but he started to find out the Scottish game. He started to get in there. It was obvious that that wee guy makes me think of Sakala in the sense that Sakala came out and said, even though I wasn't nominated for a Player of the Year award, I thought I was going to win. Because he's got that actually. <laughs> literally said that. And I, I think that's how Diallo yeah, started to feel like he was putting tweets up, ripping the piss out the other mob and all that. Aye. He's he like, oh, he might have won the league, but we're <laughs> in final and all that. Like, just Diallo got the bug towards the end. He did. I think he got the bug. And, yeah. and he, that, showed it in, he showed it in that game, in, in the last couple of games, didn't he? he, he, yeah. he was, I mean, that, that, that was last game... Oh, he was brilliant, and he—I mean, other other for for a silly booking that he picked up, he probably would have went on to finish the game out. I think, do you know what I mean? Um, you could see his frustrations, and he—he he was really—he he was the type of player that we thought he would be. Hell of a lot of expectation to put on a kid, though, as well. What is he? Nineteen yeah. years of age, big, massive, massive fee on his head, you know, and it's it's a hell of a lot. That's to, and, second, yeah, know, yeah, and and you know, it, it was always going to take him. It was always going to take him a wee while to get used to our game up here. But yeah, I think you're right, Jose. He was pitched in at the deep end. You know, and he was asked to do a job where he all of a sudden was going up and just like Lundstrom did in the very beginning of the season. As soon as he made that mistake, I mean, all of a sudden Lundstrom was a whipping boy, and everyone wanted to him. And now we're now we're naming now we're naming supporters clubs after him. Do you know what I mean? So, Gio, how how experienced Lundstrom was in terms of just playing football? Exactly. And he took how long to settle. This young kid came up. And and he deserved that amount of time to settle, by the way. Do you know and what I mean? He never got it. Couldn't he get it? Our hopes were pinned on him and Ramsey. Didn't really work, if we're being honest. And then, you know, now the wee guy's probably coming onto a game and the season's finishing. You know, that's the reality. That's the harshness of being at Rangers, is if you don't hit it like that, you're deemed a failure. And see, as well, um, I think when you get, like, people that have came up through the, like, the academies and stuff down south, they they've they've got all this style and they, they want all that you don't get time in the ball up here. And he learned he learned not to put know. a compilation of videos together of highlights <laughs> of his game when we get beat at Ross County. Uh, <laughs> literally, but like you do not get time up here. You don't get time in the no. ball, you get snapped. Like literally. Well that's what Gallant Pioneer's saying there about his yeah. body type. It's physical up here, but, it's full of hammer throws. So Joe, you said yourself, sorry to interrupt, you said yourself the atmosphere down at Old Trafford was shite. You know, oh we're, 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 we're going up here at home games, and yes, our home, our home crowd can sometimes, depending on the game, 
know, if we're playing a lower league team, sometimes the crowd starts off brilliant and then they all just sit down again. But, I mean, surely he's seen that expectation right from the off. Do you know what I mean? He, he would have felt the backlash. And for a kid at 18, 19 years of age to, to face that and become the, the whipping boy or become the scapegoat was obviously yeah. very hard for him. And it took him months. It literally took him months to acclimatise. Look, we made bigger blunders, but we're saying, not necessarily a blunder, we're saying Ramsey on the hope that he would stay fit and get fit and take us to work, take us to the promised land, and it didn't quite work. Talk but again, it was it was probably a calculated risk, wasn't it? I think on fitness, though, do you know think that's something we need to work on? Like, no, I don't mean fitness because obviously we we do well with the extra time and all that. I never want to see that much amount of extra time in my life, but keeping our like keep like, Jack not fit. Right. Riff. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like you've got to remember Jacko wasn't fit for a good bit of the season and mm-hmm. Jacko's made Lundstrom play. I think. Paul Paul, 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 Paul. The Jack Lundstrom axis. The axis that works. And that's 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 just where we're at. But listen, moving forward for that, we, we know we signed Ramsey, we know we signed Diallo, we signed um, Zakowski, who's obviously back up for Tav at the, at the moment, and then you're pushing on into the season, you're thinking, right, the league's not done, right? Mm-hmm. We've suffered a couple of defeats. The swing of points was frightening. The momentum was all with them. And we said at the time on the pod, momentum is absolutely everything in football. We moved into a spell where Gio eventually got to grips with it. We were starting to win games again. Probably too little, too late, given the form yep. they were in. They were very, very consistent, to be fair to them. And we turned our attention big time to Europe. What do you say about the European one? What do you say about that night against Dortmund? Honestly, oh that, that, my God. See, that, I remember that vividly. Vividly remember that because we were. I was. It was the early you kickoff. Say that's about an achievement, or not? Yeah, that was the early early kickoff, uh, and we went and we went three 0 up. And I just remember I put the group chat. I just said, "The fuck is going on?" Yeah. Like, did, you, <laughs> I, did you not say, "Am I dreaming here?" or something like that? There, I think something like that. that yeah, yeah. yeah I was I was in Dreamland in Deutschland or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I already wrote it. It's just. Um... Rihanna, no, we smashed them. We absolutely smashed them in their own backyard. It's it was fucking mental to me because you could see all oh, but Harrod wasn't he playing. They're still a very good team. They've got <laughs> quality players in that squad. Game. So, like I, you know, they had them and internationals in their team. And you know, you're not looking, like when we drew Dortmund, it's like, oh fuck. That was my first thought was oh fuck, and mm-hmm. then we went there and done that, and it's. I'm looking at it going, is this right? Have I woke up in some sort of fucking other reality where Rangers are multi-billionaires? Like, that this doesn't happen to we team for Scotland. Like, what is happening? It was meant I was on FaceTime with my missy, and she's like, why is your face like that? Like, we've just scored a game. She's like, what? Like, I just, <laughs> it was unfathomable. Like, honestly, absolutely mental. Remember, they were a Champions League team dropping in the Europa League. Exactly. Favourites to knock us out. Very much the favourites to, to win the win. competition. Yeah, and Rangers smashed them. We got them back to Ibrooks. It wasn't going well. well. It was going okay, but at half time, leading into half time, you could sense the momentum again mm. was swinging <clears> towards <throat> them. Gio makes the change. You drop Lundstrom back into the back five or oh, three. Masterstroke, eh? Masterstroke. Yep. Yep. And changes the game. Changes the whole game. Tav's goal, oh. I thought was the best goal I was going to experience that year. Step forward, John Lundstrom oh. against Leipzig. And that mm-hmm. is one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. One of the, and I swear, everybody says to me in work, and I'm like, oh, you must be gutted to get beat in the final. I, I'm gutted, I, but see the fact that I got to experience that moment with my dad and that's oh, in the Copeland stand. Like, breaks my heart. Well, 
that'll live with me to the day I die. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, my yeah. dad fell at full time. Don't know what happened. We all went to jump up his legs, didn't he work? And he just killed her. Um, and it was quite funny. Yeah, because I turned around and looked at was on the deck. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, see, I, I can see you when I sit and I can see you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, total disbelief. But anyway, getting ahead of ourselves there because we Dortmund, smashed the and put the boot. Red Star Belgrade. 3 0 three at Ibrox. Ibrox smashed them over there. Fucking scalped them. Braga, old foes. Uh, we managed to beat them that amazing night under Gerard a few years ago. We get them uh, obviously over there a 1 0 defeat. It was a low time we'd been beat off Celtic in the league. Yep. Mm-hmm. Things were heading towards a negative conclusion, we felt. We get them back to Ibrox. Geo and the players have a major belief that when they get somebody back to Ibrox, they can kill it. Do you know what I mean? They can... We went for their throats. Yep. That Braga <laughs> night was just unbelievable. Fitav scored inside what felt like 30 seconds, to be honest with you. Yeah. To the very, very, you know, roof putting the ball in the net at the end. And and the next really time. <laughs> just unbelievable. <laughs> just the nights that will live with you for the rest. Scott, you thousand percent. I mean, you said it. The fact that this season has been so inconsistent in terms of some cracking results and some, some terrible results. We've also had some of the most memorable results that I can remember as, as yeah. a fan. And, and like you say, the, the opportunity to experience those moments with your family, um, those will live with us forever. I mean, I, I, I you know, the, the, I told you the story about my wee man going into school the next day with a Rangers badge on his lapel on his blazer. And he was like, he was, he was buzzing. He was, ah, he was buzzing, mate. It's and he wanted, he, he wanted to wear a Rangers shirt under his school shirt so he could, he could take it off. And all. It, was, it was amazing. Well, it was absolutely amazing. And in every single round, we got Pat, we got someone bigger and someone better. And you were sitting going, this, 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 that we don't want at the end. It just, and do you know what, mate? You, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the experience of myself, but you could feel that you could feel the power and emotion from the crowd. And I think the mm-hmm. crowd, drove us to every single one of those victories because it just seemed to yeah. ramp up. And even when you think it couldn't get any better, it did. I remember speaking to Paul afterwards. He was just blown away going, what an experience. Remember, mate, you were saying to me, that yeah. probably the best experience of your life. As, as I a mean, I, that's what I, was I, I, was, I was there for, um, we won uh, eight in a row. Um, Gaza scored the hat-trick. Yeah. And I was there for the Parma match, which was absolutely unbelievable. Obviously, I was there for every match this season. Um Dortmund was just incredible. Braga was amazing at the end as well. Red Star was just fantastic. <clears throat> but for me, when, when that ball hit the neck from Lundstrom, that last time it was just, it was absolutely crazy. And, and I mean, no point. I mean, no pause. I actually sat. Everyone in the boat was standing. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't stand. I could. I could barely stand. It, was, it sounds kind of weird, but I just. I, I couldn't watch the match. I was just completely gone. So I, my, your seat sort of flips up. I was sort of perched on that. And the guys behind me going, hey, Paul, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I could tell the crew, I was like, oh, no, no, I can't watch. It was just <clears throat> a roller coaster of emotions. But at the end, full time, it took, it took me half an hour to get out of the ground. Oh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't move. The place was just absolutely going berserk. And I remember never... the video, Paul? Remember the? I think you sent that into the group chat, mate, the video mm. of the, somebody way outside the ground, like two miles away. Yeah. I know, I know exactly. was, and the, 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 you could feel, you could feel it. Like, nice. I, that, 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 video was taken, that video was taken almost a mile away from the stadium. Uh, and I showed it to my wife as well. My wife that my wife doesn't like football. She doesn't interest her. She has been able to a couple of times just to try and get into it when we first, when we first met. And um, 
showed her that, and even she went, "Wow." Oh, and I said, I said that that that's your I heard the noise inside the stadium. You couldn't hear yourself. Like, and I've been to, I've been to big, big rock concerts, big, big. I mean, I've seen Ramstein live, <laughs> phenomenal band live, incredibly loud. It was very similar to being one of a rock concert like that. It was just the noise was deafening. You know when you know when I've I've, I've been at a concert where the, the the sound is that high, it gets that loud, it distorts in your ears. Yeah. That's what it was like inside the stadium. It was just unbelievable. Right, right. So they remember twenty minutes before kickoff was when they were trying to get everybody in. Yeah, and and I remember the announcer, Michael Smith, I think his name is, says, "Right, Ibrox, it's your turn now," and just turned the music off. Oh, and, and that was it. Mm. That was it. It never stopped from the end to the end. It really didn't stop. And even after their goal, ah, you get nervous, you get quiet for a wee bit. But then the place picked up again, and it was like. Hold on, yeah, immediately. We immediately. can't sit here. We've got a job. Scott, to do. you for me at half time, and they were still singing the John Lundstrom song at half time, <laughs> like at full pelt, like literally at full pelt, as if it was midway mm-hmm. through the match. At half time, yes. and the players were inside, the, the crowd were still at the very, very, very peak. Mm-hmm. You know I said I mean? to my dad at half time during that song, I said, Big Lonnie, 30 yarder, top corner, sends us into the final. And I put this in the group chat, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a 30 yarder. By fuck when that ball hit the bucket. <laughs> oh. To send this to the final. I, just, oh. I broke down into tears. <sighs> it's just, I get goosebumps. You see, just right now, you just think, think back to that. I'd give, see if you could bottle that and then the oh. go in the final and take that whenever you're feeling done. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, see, like Paul said, it's not necessarily the noise, it's the emotion with the noise. Yeah. And that's, that's what gives yeah. you. Yeah, that's and what it, it is for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's that emotion. And like you said, George, you were crying. I mean, I, I remember at 55, when we won 55 out there, just sitting, shaking my head in disbelief. Not crying, but having that lump in my throat, that emotion. And I, I didn't think, I didn't think I'd experience anything as a, as a motive as that again. And the Braga game, the Dortmund game, the Leipzig game, every one of those, it got worse and worse and worse. And, and, and that night, I just yeah. sat in disbelief, literally sat in disbelief going, we're in another final. I think it's I think it's I think it's all to do with the journey we've been. I know, I know it's a cliche. The yes, journey. yes, man, 100%, 100%. From where from where we came from nine years ago to to, to get to a major European final and 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 at the time, okay, we we uh, succeeded the the championship because we we were the champions. So we 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 got back to the top of Scottish football, but then we got to the to a major European final. So we're back at the big table in, in European football. Teams run. Teams around the, the the continent are looking at us and going, "Don't fancy them." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was that for me. That was the emotional thing for me. Looking back at where what, what happened and where we come from and all the highs and lows, you know, of Kashina and a hedge and you know the ball in the hedge at Brecon and all that stuff. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. It just it's very it's Making magic heart it's, rappers. It's very emotive, <laughs> incredibly emotive. I mean, I won't lie. When we won fifty five. I, I was in my kitchen because I was I was pacing back and forth, uh, listening to the match on the radio and check, refreshing, refreshing my phone all the time and all that sort of stuff. And we won fifty five. I won't lie, I'd, 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 I did have a tear in my eye because I'd, I'd seen I've been going to Ibrox for a long time as I'm very old. And, uh, and my wife walked in and I, I wasn't bawling my eyes. It was just a little tear. And she went, "You're crying." I went, "No, it's, I'm just, it's just, I'm just Somebody's a little bit." Onions. It's just, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said, "She goes, I've never seen you cry before. Twenty five years, and I've never seen you cry." 
of Sean never sees me happy so, so, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I felt the exact same getting to this I felt the exact same getting to the, 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 the league, Europa League yeah. final I mean I came back we, we, we went to the pub afterwards got a taxi back uh, probably about half 12 one o'clock I can't remember it was, that was close to 2 o'clock by the time I got home and I sat down and I watched the match again yeah, I just cracked open some beers and sat and watched the match again. See, I've been very, very like I've been extremely vocal about this, and I don't shy away from it. Um, I've got two brothers. Don't like football. Um, my dad's got two sons and a daughter, and I'm the only one that's interested in football. It's always been our thing, and uh, my dad had a lot of. Uh, I get very emotional about this, but my dad had a lot of shit, and I nearly lost my dad this year. Um, and just to experience what Rangers gave us. I'm getting pure sad here, but just to experience what we went through um, with my dad, the one that brought me up a Rangers fan. Put it this way, like my dad's everything to me um, and Rangers are everything to me and uh, we're supposed to go to Seville and he just couldn't. Uh, he was too worried about his health. And uh, I was like, that's fine. Uh, we'll go to the go Glasgow Urban Hotel. That night came, I went to the Akani. I'm, I'm not well enough. So I went down, sang with them and then I drove to my dad's house. And I watched the game with him. And uh, although it didn't go that way, see the hug I gave him and the way we screamed when Aribo scored, that'll go to my that'll go to my grave. And uh, just I like I just want to massively thank Rangers for the journey that we went on because I literally went in for surgery myself and then within the space of like a month, uh, my dad was in ICU and he died on the table and thank God they brought him back. But I don't know, just experiencing that with him, it was just it was just everything. And that's what football means to people. That's it, George. That's it right there. That's the shit right there. And anyone that's, that's not it. a football fan and they turned around and went, why are you greeting over a game or why are you this? That's everything I can link back to Rangers is memories I've had with my dad from going to my first ever game to buying this. And that's what that means to me. So I, I was bawling my eyes out and... Win, lose, or draw, I'd always be an Rangers fan. I always say that. I always ah, say it. Yes. I'd rather get beat <laughs> in these colours yep. than winning anybody else's. So. Yeah. Just just a quick one, just a sort of um, uh, the Angels AF podcast. There's policies, uh, cries. What does the AF stand for? I uh, thought it was as fuck, but they said it's I up to everyone. It's up yeah. to you. So, uh, that's actually very true. It is, Snags. I, 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 do, I do cry. In fact, if you watch very carefully, I actually sit at the end of the runway and it's me just waving with a little white tissue saying, bye. Could it be here? Rangers? And by the way, do you remember here? By the way, that that bit of commentary at the end. Do you remember the? Do you remember the whole Nacho Novo scoring a penalty and Manchester yes. brace yourself? Oh. Rangers are coming. We also had I can't remember the guy who does the commentary for BT Sports. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he and and this this I I said the same line to Paul oh, a couple of times yeah. when we done our last one. And Rangers are heading to Seville, back to Spain, by the wings of Walter and with the spirit of Jimmy Bell in their hearts. To honour oh, those who have forged the path and create new legends of their own, this has been the most sensational European run. Mate, it kind of kind of leads us on because, like I said, highs, lows, losing the league title, losing in the League Cup semi-final, losing the Europa League final. Listen, we lost Walter and we lost Jimmy and that's probably... That that hurts more, I think, more than than yeah. the any three games that we lost. Mm. Um, or any of those three things that we, we would say we'd lost. Um, Jimmy and Walter probably certainly goes up goes away up, um, and, and it hit more. And I, I did say when Walter passed it, it was probably the one outside family that really hit me. Um, growing up in the nineties, Walter Smith was 
god, basically. Yeah. Watersmith. When the Watersmith managed Rangers, Rangers won league titles. Mm. When Watersmith managed Rangers, <clears throat> Rangers won cups. He took us to Manchester. Again, one of the best days of my life. I'll never, ever forget it. And I'll always remember sitting listening to TalkSport at work that day and hearing Ali McCoyst struggling oh. to keep it together. And I still think, and sitting there and filling up ourselves. And it really was the one that really um, hit me. And then when we heard about Jimmy just a few weeks ago, most of us have never known Rangers Football Club without Jimmy Bell. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Bell has not. been the one constant along with the supporters through our whole entire lives. You know, players have came and went, owners have came and went, managers have came and went. Bucket seemed like a revolving door at one point. There were board members and managers and whatever else. Jimmy Bell stayed there all the way through. He was yeah. more than just a kit man. He was he was Rangers Football Club to some people and I signed the book, Bassford Bears put a condolences book in uh, Go Glasgow Urban Hotel and I signed the book um, it's going to actually, it's actually go to Jimmy's family I signed it back for the podcast because because Geo etc kind of get over to pay respects um, and I thought we would do it on behalf of the pod and it was quite surreal actually because there's a crack and drawing done at Jimmy and he's lifting the, the league trophy and it just didn't sink in until that moment I don't think that Jimmy wasn't going to be there Um and obviously making it to Seville is kind of weird because Jimmy and Walter were there the last time we made it to the Europa League final or a UEFA Cup final back then and knew the two guys weren't there and we knew that they would have loved it and they'd been part of it and they'd been in the heart of it and unfortunately we couldn't get the victory for them. Going back to the, the league and the domestic side and the cup side with a Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic which I put as one of the key games and whether Gio was going to succeed as Rangers manager because you know once you once you lose that sort of that backing for mm. the support a very very hard support to get back on side John Lundstrom's managed it because he's, God, he's just the that. best on earth he's the best on earth um, but I did say we had to beat them at Parkhead which we drew which is fine beat Braga and beat them in the cup we beat Braga we drew at Parkhead we beat Celtic in the Cup in extra time. Mm. We had Scotty Arfield saluting his way to the Scottish <laughs> Cup final. Shit, um, full cup player. And then, and then <laughs> I'm giving it to Fashion Sakala. Right, I'm giving it to Fashion Sakala. It wasn't an own goal. <laughs> Fashion Sakala made the run, put the ball in the back of the net, and sent Rangers to the Scottish Cup final, dispatching of them, ending any hopes of a treble. Also giving us the best possible realistic chance of silverware for the season. Now, I remember that day, it was incredible. The high of beating them again was amazing because we had a couple of low points against them. Yep. So the high of beating them was right up there, everyone, in the moments of the season. Rhiannon, what a day. Honestly, we were all watching it in the house. Um, unfortunately, my nephew's one of that mob and he was the only one in the house and he sat there fucking raging for yeah. we were getting big lick. He was getting a shite for weeks. And he just got it back and he went in a huff and was up the stair. It was the elation and the emotion of that, especially because of what had been happening. And I, that, as you said, that game, they beat us 3 nothing in the first 45 minutes. It was fucking mental. But just that, that feeling and that emotion of finally overcoming that that hurdle with Ouija's manager and, and beating them. And then the opportunity of silverware, because we've not won that cup since what, 2009. So, no, we were in the final and we had a lot better chance of actually getting silver, whereas you said more realistic than maybe the Europa League. 
it was just honestly I'll never forget that it was just such a, an emotional moment especially that second goal went and that was me I was running up and doing my street I'm surprised I got shot <laughs> to be honest it was incredible we made a lot of your fitness right but to go behind in yep. that game given <laughs> what happened the previous two games against them yeah. to go behind in that game the character and a lot of this gets levelled at the Rangers squad all the time sometimes People might think it's fair to level against them. Sometimes people might think it's unfair. But character, there is character in that squad, right? To come yeah. back from, you know, the brink on Europe as well at times and against them in that cup semi-final ball was just, it was wonderful to see because the players deserved that. The play, Listen, we didn't have a bad season as such. We had a bad spell within the season, yeah. which gubbed it. But we, we got the final. We know we won the final. But that that we needed that we needed that at that time. Gio needed it. The players needed it, and obviously us as fans, we needed it. Absolutely, because it's it, it, as you say, the, the results we had them against them uh, previously that were weren't great to say the least. So it's do you know it, it switches everything back again. It puts you on top, puts you in the puts you the firm foot, and they know all of a sudden we are back on top. You know, I, I say it was vitally important. Vitally important. I'm just going to leave it at that. It was just vitally important because it, it kind of kicked on for the to, the to the end of the season that we, that we got. And, we, and okay, things didn't quite work out one final, but thankfully did in the other. And once again, with the fitness levels and that going on, it's changing 20 minutes again. Do you know what I mean? All that stuff. It gave them belief. Do you know what I mean? That they can do it. Yeah. In my opinion, it was all. It's all about a, a mental character, and I think that it, it, it certainly helped them to push on. To go 120 minutes and two finals thereafter. James Forrest with his knee neck trying to keep up with Calvin Barsley. <laughs> 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 that Carter Vickers, by the way, looked as if he was about to collapse when he was up against Kent. He was like, mm. they all did. <laughs> the, the fitness of the Rangers players, and I know I've said it in the countless times tonight, but the fitness of the Rangers players was just there is no human at times. Well. I mean, I would say there's maybe something dodgy in their coffee. <laughs> don't, yeah. But did you not think that the Braga game was kind of the catalyst for all that? You know, we 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 yes. we steamed into the lead. We'd been playing brilliant. They got the goal. You know, we then went into the extra time. And and for me, what changed there very much was that was for the first time really that the the crowd and the team and the club were all one. They were yeah. all collective. Were a collective. That was the first time for me that season. Oh, it took it took to what? Yeah. And they, they were all pulling in the same direction. Everyone was going in the same direction. The crowd, the, the, the players fed off the crowd. The crowd fed off the players. Everyone was going for it. And that, to me, was the first time that we, we had actually done that. You know what I mean? Then we went into the next game against them. And we went, like you say, we went into the extra time. And they no one could believe this almost like superhuman levels of fitness. Scotty Halfie walks about with that coffee before every game. I don't know what's in it, but I <laughs> 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 can keep it going, lads. You know what I mean? It, um, it's pure insanity, especially because we literally just had um at, at 120 minutes in in Europa League, uh, and then all of a sudden we're having to pop back up with another 120 minutes. I'm just it's like as you, we've said, well, I'll continue to say that Calvin Bassey for me is ridiculous. That man is a, a unit. That man is a machine. Like <laughs> keep him forever, please. I absolutely fucking love him. <laughs> Reminds me of a young Paul at seas. He's not as handsome though. <laughs> um, easily, easily. Left, left to talk about really is two finals. Bitter, sweet, right? 
obviously making it to the Europa League final. The Bears were going to Seville. We had an event on at the Go Glasgow Urban Hotel. If you came to that, thank you very much. It was an outstanding night. Loved it. We'll many people were there, but... Scott? How many people? <sighs> 300 people, I think, were at that. <sighs> and it was just mental. We <laughs> set up screens. It looked fantastic. The atmosphere, this person here, Hi. right? The videos I went on Instagram Live, never done Instagram Live in my life. Although I'm only 30 year old, I'm quite <laughs> a luddite like that. Instagram Live, I thought, am I doing this right? Yes. On to that, showing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> no very many people can get a room going, by the way. Like Jody, unbelievable. It's because I'm a loud mouth. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, goosebumps, man. Absolutely but, goosebumps. But, but, but like, it's match kicking off in ten minutes. Uh, you were just like you were just like Jody, back in. <laughs> I was literally like I was like, right, okay, I'm going Glasgow Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, man, people don't want to listen to me. It was just fucking <laughs> unbelievable, um, man. And uh, we we all said that event, the game itself, no much between the teams, I would say. Um the They cancelled each other out. They were listen, yeah. they were they were good. They were a good side, but oh, we were a good side. You know, we were a good side. And um, it could have went either way. I don't think they could have complained that we won the cup. And I certainly don't think we can complain that they won the cup. So no. deciding on penalties, a lot right at the end, we took the Europa League right to the very last kick of the tournament, okay? Despite not having a striker or a recognised what we would call a Rangers striker, um, we took it right to the very, very end. Joe Rebo sending us into <sighs> absolute dreamland. <laughs> One club and that feeling. Jay Gallagher actually sent me videos uh, where he was at our event celebrating that and watching it. I still watch it and I go, that, I can't believe we actually done that. I can't believe we actually went wow. there. It, it was incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. Um, unfortunately, ended poorly. Yeah. Ramsey missed the penalty. Them scoring their final penalty and they won the, the Europa League and we moved on for that. The questions then came. Can we lift ourselves, as Jody says about Braga, as, as Rhiannon says about Braga and Gio, lifting ourselves for the extra time and going to play them? It was different because we were going in on the back of a win. Yep. This time we were going in on the back of the ultimate low of a defeat in a final, on a penalty shootout. We know how England feels now <laughs> in Europe. Um, and unfortunately, we wouldn't be never enough on the night to get through the penalties, but we went into the cup final, and the cup final took on this massive amount of importance for me, mm -hmm. where we had to win mm -hmm. because if we turn around, statement more than uh, it. See if you don't yeah. see if you win the Europa League and you come back and you see all oh, the players are still hungover, blah blah blah. We lost the Nobody cup. Nobody cared. You could have lost. No, we didn't. People didn't like, Who cares? Right, Sink. we won the big one, but that Scottish Cup took on extra importance, and we were going through it, and they get the the corner in eighty eight minutes, and you're oh. thinking. 2016. Yeah. Here we go again. Sorry, um, you? Uh, well, that's what was meaning with the years. Immediately, things happen in games, and you go, Oh, fuck, we've been here before. Right? Yeah. Got through that. Extra time. Ryan Jack. Thunder. I wrote a song about Thunder. him, and it was actually, the words are actually poignant. Scored the goal like a poignant. Mind, mind, I wrote a song, and it was like, On oh, Ryan Jack, it? we can rely. He messaged me about ah, that's right. it. That's right. So he did. I remember that. So, yeah, we can rely on Ryan Jack. Mm. We can rely on Ryan Jack. And I thought Lundstrom again looked better. The Axis was back. The Axis. <laughs> and I thought John Lundstrom was much better when Ryan Jack was next to him. And Ryan Jack just... See when he just grabbed the badge and like, <sighs> oh. Love that guy, man. My heart. He can do wrong in my eyes, even when he does wrong. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
And see, to be fair to Jack, he hadn't, he hadn't, he went through a wee bit of a spell in, in the in the games before that, where he hadn't really mm-hmm. probably done himself justice. Sure, he hadn't. Yeah. Sort of when he came back into the team, he was phenomenal, and no one could understand how good he was when he came back in. But then he is sort of, but like I, I, you know, it just what I mean, unbelievable, absolutely. Unbelievable. God, and then the, the belief, the belief in our team just rose, and they they yeah. just they just sunk. They just instantly. What was, uh, what was he claiming for? Was he claiming I, for that? I, I, I think I think I've I've watched that several times. I think what happens is you watch it again, especially behind the goals. Um, Liam Balligan comes in to head the ball, and I think he's nudged, and as he's nudged, he does that. So maybe it, it was me. But then, as, he, as he does that, the defender on this side, on the, on the on the on the halfway side of him, heads the ball away. So I think maybe Craig Gordon thinks that Balligan's handled it and it's bounced away. Or it's probably if you shout the loudest, ref go against. Well, us yeah, anyway, because so let's yeah. it's Willie will Column here. Just, just, just claim for oh. anything he's going to give it no, to you. He's as long as it's Rangers. It's causing you to play for Celtic, so which means if somebody scores a legitimate goal against you, you there must have been something that led to that legitimate goal. There must have been some form of illegal activity that took place. Yeah, Rangers yeah. kind of just score and win things. So what happened there? I'll just claim for it. Wally Collins there, compliant. Maybe we'll get it. Thankfully, for UK Gordon and Wally Collum, in spite of <laughs> Wally Collum, we then go up the park and score a second one. Scotty Wright going off like a train. Ryan um, Kent. I thought Kent fucked it. Thank you, Aberdeen, for that. Oh, a feeder club. Yes, a feeder club. By the way, what's even more impressive is we've still got a few boys to go and collect for there because a lot of them are still in Seville, I think. Aye. So we'll need to bring them back for pre-season because a lot of the Aberdeen players are in Seville at the moment. Is Lewis Ferguson came back yet? No, we've seen him. Lewis Ferguson, I don't know where he is. He's probably yeah. lying in fucking Loudon or something like that now because he's, he's still drying out for that. Um, just strange when you think you're a big club, really, but hey-ho, that's what you want to do with yourself. That's fine. Um, we win the cup. I didn't like the T-shirts, Scottish Cup winners. I think we're better than that. Mm. I think that's Castor just going here. Let's give him their money. Um, I didn't like that. I think we do that when we win league titles in Europa Leagues, for instance. Yeah. I, I would never have done that to win the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scottish Cup's the very least we should be winning every year anyway. I, I would like to point out, I'm very upset with Castor not really snitting for the women winning the league. That's mm. no, a little an bit. And the way they won the league, by the way. Exactly. Roasted everybody to get to it. Uh, that's an achievement. They should have put something out for the women in the league. But it's what makes money in it. It is, and obviously the Scottish Cup. I just don't know. Listen, that's that's the gist of what we should be doing anyway. Is winning trophies. And I don't think we need to commemorate a Scottish Cup win, but we do, and that's fine. That's cool. As long as we follow up next year with the league, the league cup, and then the Scottish Cup again. I'm quite happy. And then Champions and the Champions League. league. Champions yeah. League. <laughs> no pressure. Here, here, and, and and in fairness, we got we got some cracking Rangers performances, including John Suter as well. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if that boy stays fit, I tell you what, mate, we'll all we'll all be we'll all be saying Connor Go- Connor Goldson who. You know what I mean? He was he was very very good at times, wasn't he? he was, but again, that's his main issue is keeping him fit. But he looked class on the day, and for a boy who hadn't played a lot of football lately, he was brilliant. I thought he was yeah. excellent. Yeah, he was. I thought yeah. he was a man yeah. at their defence. Yeah, um, and. Thankfully, it's coming along the M8 to join his boyhood heroes, another one who loves the Rangers and plays for another team. These other teams who think they're big teams. Um, and I'm delighted to, he's got to be joining the club. Moving forward, Gio's getting his Gio getting the saying, the transfers, his own yeah. in, I think will be huge for his way of playing and for us moving forward as a club. Um, the Gerard era is over, which is why if Connor Goldson goes, 
best of luck. Um, if guys like Alfie who and you know Alfie Kent, um, Aribo who have got one year left on the deal, see if they're not going to sign. I think this summer we need to look at shifting, and I know it hurts to say that, but we can't allow the Connor Goldson we situation. Have to, mate. We have to. Let's mean, be what, what could we have got for Goldson? Realistically, at the end of last season, could we have got four million? Could we have got four million quid for him? Three, four million quid, possibly. But guys like Kent, we need to be capitalising on that. Alfie, as oh, much yeah. as we all get the same go. Joe Rebo as well. I believe Rebo might even have a release clause of around eight to ten million. So as much as we think he might be worth a lot more, I know, mate, I know. But as much as we like to think he would, and we have said this, we need to, we need to, we need to maybe sell some people so we can reinvest in the squad and rejuvenate the squad. And yeah. now might be the time to do it. And let Gio really put his mark on the squad. I wish this comment was at the end of the pod because that would be a perfect way to sign off on it. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, <laughs> But it'll be exciting to see what happens in the in the in the close season. Gio getting, as I said, full pre-season as well. It was huge. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean for us? Um and then we move on for there. I think we're near enough there because this is the last pod of the season. We're going to take a wee while. Do you have a crying one? No, we just have a, <laughs> a cheering one. <laughs> That's it. This is the last pod of the season. <laughs> What's everybody going to do to get their, their battle fever fixed now? What are they going to do? You're going to read story stories? <laughs> yes. We do have a series coming where Gio will just sit and read your stories. See, when you go to Ibrooks and you get the programme. You're going to go through every programme for the full season. And Should we do an audio book version of them? Should we? Yes. Please. When you finish that, we're just going to do the phone book. <laughs> phone book? I'm just going to read the phone book. This is a class that's Battle Fever After Dark. Battle Fever After Dark. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be cut and edited. Policies. Sum up the season for yourself. <clears throat> podcast. What you think? What, what? What's your? What's your summary? Right. Okay. For me, um, very much a roller coaster season. Keep going. Uh, uh, there's something. There's some. There's back I'm teeth floating. I'm just staging a walkout. Oh, okay. He's back teeth floating. Yeah, I think for me, very much a case of it's been a roller coaster season. Very up and down. Uh, started with Gerard, as we said. Started with Gerard, as we said. Um, the lows of him leaving and taking on his coaching staff with it, the highs of getting Gio in. Um, League Cup semi-final hib, defeat to Hibs. That was a, a that was a pretty a pretty low point in the in the club's uh, in the club's season there. Um, didn't make us feel particularly grand either, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Of course, the, the old firm losses. But it's a strange season it's with, a, with the old firm losses didn't really impact me as much as they normally would for some yeah. reason. I, I think that's maybe because that, that was tempered by our European run, which was undoubtedly the high point of the season, especially John Lundstrom's goal in the semi-final to take us mm. to Seville. In a, in a regardless, irrespective of what happened in, in Seville, I thought the team were magnificent to get us to that point. And, and you've got to thank them for giving us those wonderful memories, those wonderful moments, as we've talked about with our family, with our friends, with the people we sit at Ibrox with. I've, it's just there's just so much jumping about, hugging everybody around about you, people in tears, old and young, male and female. Mm-hmm. Probably may never see that again. May never experience that again in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, we do. We just we, ne- we never may never. But I think that is most certainly the high point for me, the European run. And although we lost it on the final kick, 
doesn't matter. We got there. We've done it. What a, what an absolute great bunch of guys to to get us to that point. And they should they they will ever they will be forever lauded for getting us here. And and people when they look back when the hurt eventually dissipates, they look back with great fondness and what what this, what this team brought us in our European run. Rhiannon, yourself. He's still fucking drunk. Literally, man, he's just finished. <laughs> fucking loud mouth. Rhiannon. <laughs> um, I, I think roller coasters probably a mass like the best term for it because there was a lot of ups and downs, and as you said, a massive thanks to the guys for for getting us to the Europa League final. I mean, I thought two thousand and eight would be maybe the last time I would see that, and I, I never thought we'd ever be there again. And all of a sudden, here the are and I'm I'm watching with my family and I am watching with you guys and all the kind of the amazing things that the club have gave me this season. It's just, it's been phenomenal. And obviously, shout out to the women, like watching them win the league and watching them beat City's 14-year run was incredible. And then today, an unbeaten season. <laughs> <laughs> today, unbeaten, it, it just makes it all the more sweeter. Like, on, honestly, just uh, just such an amazing season for the club as a whole. It's you, I wouldn't as Scott said, it's not a bad season. We had a dip and it maybe have cost his league, but all in all, we still get silverware and we still get a Europa League final with it. And so, just it, roller coaster is probably the perfect term. George? Yeah, um, I've, literally, it's hard to like follow those two statements because it's just going to sound as if I'm copyright. Like, but <laughs> you didn't say it technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah, like, it's just. What, as a roller coaster, I'll call it the Pepsi Max to be different. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything that's gone. But honestly, um, I think it was what I really took away from this season is the resilience and the belief from the team. And it was good to see that we've got a team that's willing to fight. Things didn't go our way. Things dipped. We had so many times where we could have just let it get the better of us. And, oh, well, like, this is no for us. Nah, like see as well see Tav see the journey this guy's been on with our club like I just want to like just watching that and seeing seeing him come up and then captain his his team at a, a Europa League final like it's just yeah and let's be honest that journey although it's bittersweet um, I would I would take it again in a heartbeat 100% so yeah totally totally Gio same, same as the guys, mate. Um, just you know, really emotional. Um, lots of lots of extreme lows, lots of extreme highs. Um, emotional and emotional and memorable more than anything, mate. It's given, like I said, countless times. It's given me some of the some of my best memories as a Rangers fan, and I'll I'll never forget it. I screamed for days and days, and and uh, couldn't couldn't talk after it, and things like that. There, mate. It's brilliant for me. The opportunity to see my son. Um, follow my footsteps and become a proper bear will live with me forever you know that pride i took in watching him stick a top on under his school shirt and wear the wee badge and all and, and be proud of that you know going into school saying i'm, I'm showing this off as is mine you know those sorts of things uh, amazing um cracking story my brother my dad found my brothers um my kid brothers um rangers tops and they're all the old original rangers tops from 15 20 years ago and they're all size small and they all fit my son now so he's running oh. around rocking the rocking the old vintage Rangers gear and he loves it. Oh, yeah. He absolutely loves it. So um yeah, for that mate, being able to share those memories with the people I love was was amazing. And, and like 
Paul and like Jude and like Rihanna said, those are the, the things that you can't buy. You can't buy them as Rangers fans. We'll always be disappointed about, about Seville. Um, I think for me personally, the, 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 there were so many circumstances on the day that contributed to that. The lack of the water for the fans, the lack of the TIFO, all of those wee things may, um, had an impact. And, and yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a missed opportunity and a lot of us still won't be able to talk about it. But yeah, you know, the, the fact that we got there, the fact that we defied the odds to get there, the fact that we made Lothar Mateus not once but twice, um, stuff stuff is con- is comments about Scottish football and how shite Rangers are and how brilliant German football is down his throat. That that those are the things that I'll will live with me, mate. And we've all had our Parma, we've all had our Manchester, but this is this is our new generation. This is the new generation's highlights and, and memories for them, and hopefully it'll last um with us for a long, long time yet, mate. Totally, man. Seville was incredible. We'll never have a suite named after it. We'll never have a stage show named after it. We'll never have a wall oh, named after it. I wanted to get like a or a play. Is there a play or a musical? And and uh, that's what I was going to say. Like this was my time to shine. I went to theatre school. We won't. We won't do that, right? What we'll do is we'll move on to the next year and and hopefully um, get back there sometime soon. Because we all said Manchester was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. It's happened twice in mind, right? Three in my dad's. Three in your dad's. Three in mine, Paul, it sees. So it's, it's no once-in-a-lifetime thing. Rangers, when they get going, especially in Europe, are a force. And do you know how they're a force? Because he has at Ibrox. If we get a team back to Ibrox, yeah, we know what we can do against that, that team, no matter who they are. And if we make the Champions League next year, I think we might even sneak into Group 3 if that works out. Pot 3, Aye, we do. Works out. Um, there'll be teams in the other three pots opposite us who will certainly know will be, be looking forward to a trip to Ibrox if that's the case. And equally so, if we fall into the Europa League, that'll be the same. There'll be teams there who'll say, actually, I would rather avoid playing Rangers. And that's when you know that your team's back and the respect is back across the continent when they realise we don't want Rangers in our group because there's a chance here we could go out. Um that's what Gio's done. That's what Steven Gerrard's done. That's what our club's done in the last three, four years. We're headed back to where we should be. I still say, and everybody says the journey's complete, the journey's complete. It's never complete until no. that Champions League music is blaring out around about Ibrooks once more. And hopefully that'll happen next season. We've got a good squad of players. We've got a decent team. But genuinely, we've got a decent, we've got a very good manager. We've got a good coaching staff. So onwards and upwards. And what I think we need today is back them. You know, board for the board, right down to us in the terraces. We need to back yeah. them and we need to make sure that they know that they've got our support um, going forward. Just also want to say to absent friends. To absent, to absent friends. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. Losing the two of the biggest, I think, that a club could ever lose, to be fair, in the one season was tough going in anybody emotionally. But again, yeah. the players picked themselves up and were one. We took it to the last kick in the Europa League. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thanks to everybody who's tuned into every podcast we've done throughout the year. Um, it's been mental at times. It's been quite a tough year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's been bonkers at times as well. <laughs> <laughs> From people dropping out, you're sitting chatting to, to a group of people, and all of a sudden everyone drops out, and I'm having to talk to the screen on my own for ten minutes. By yeah, 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 you, you, yeah, all right, all right. It's just Jody requesting that. Jody, I actually, I kicked them out. I never told them I kicked them out so I could stay in the line for myself. <laughs> Listen, Jody actually paid the pod for that to happen, mate. So I've got a standing, I've got a standing order. <laughs> Um, hold on, Ryan said he's sent me a text. No, yeah, uh, Scott, but you're right, mate. A, a massive thanks. And, and uh, you know, well, obviously, the, not everyone can make it every week. And uh, I mean, amongst us guys, but I mean, we still see the same guys in the comments. 
week in, week out, you know, contributing. And, and you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but I mean, literally, you know, without the comments, it'd just be a bunch of people talking to themselves. So, you know, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge shout out to everyone who actually takes the time to come on and share all the stuff and subscribe yes. and like everything. And, you know, uh, like I said, I was jokingly saying, how will we get our battle fever fixed? But there's plenty of back catalog stuff. There's loads of cracking interviews that you have done that, that some of us have all done. And hopefully I'm going to try and make carve out a wee bit of time. And it's only five weeks to the end of the season, but I'm going to try and carve out a wee bit of time to do some more of the, the being a Rangers stuff. And there's lots and lots of stuff still to be happening. So onwards and upwards, brother. Yeah. Get involved, by the way, with being a ranger. That's good. I enjoy watching them myself. Um, I have asked beyond also. Sorry. We still have the Tesla Midag interview to get posted. I know. Um, <laughs> so much going on. I've Rihanna's <laughs> literally done about three pods. And I've <laughs> if what? See, Rihanna, staff, what happens is I tried to keep some quality stuff back for the close season. Yes, yes. And that's that's that was my plan. So I'll get that up once. <laughs> Sorry. Um Ryan Ryan the Mars text. Before you go, my man, just a wee thank you for getting me involved this year from getting to the live shows to the network show. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for keeping us all entertained this season, and I'll see you in July. Thank you very much, Ryan. Always a pleasure, mate, to have you on the podcast. Always a pleasure to see you at our live shows. Speaking of the live shows, we had two this year, three this year. We played at Ibrooks mm-hmm. with one in the close season in the in the war office. We played at Ibrooks in December. We did an old firm breakfast at the Gold Glasgow Hotel. And we had our watch-along thing for the... Or our fan zone, we called it. For the Europa League final. We're going to slightly alter it going forward. Um, Bars for Bears have been fantastic for us in the two shows we've done with them. They've, they've been able to gaze a wee experience of what different shows are like. We're going to take that back now and keep it in-house going forward, which I think is the best for... All the guys on the pod, um, we've got so many ideas that we want to try, we've got so many things that we want to, that's going to come up. We've also just managed to purchase some equipment through doing um, shows and stuff like that, where we're going to hopefully increase our output in, in terms of many different things. Um, so there's it's, the pod, although it's, it's finishing tonight for a wee while, the plans are still on going. Next year, by the way, spoiler, next year, who likes Mike McCurry? Who doesn't? Who doesn't like <laughs> Mike McCurry? Oh, I can't wait for this. Well, I can't wait for this, man. A regular. The oh, Reverend will be a regular. Step aside there, McGallica. The Reverend is in town. Scott, could you could you maybe think of a catchy play on name that the, the name such a such a scintillating show? Could you, mate? V A R the people. <laughs> Think that's as good as any, and who knows? Jody, Jody, hit that wee cheer button. Hit that wee cheer button that goes nuts. I'm so scared. I think it's that one. <laughs> I think it's that one. So, feels all just my finishing. We should go away. So, thank you very much to everybody. It's been a pleasure. We will catch you all in the new season. Keep interacting with us on social media. 
Um, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Have I missed anything? You missed our individual uh, Twitter accounts, but they don't know where we are. Paul, it sees George, Rhiannon, Deadly Monster. You're well impressed that I remember all this. And then we have Gio, who changes his Twitter account every week. Like worse than Baz, it's custom foodie. It's because I'm stalking. Custom, <laughs> <laughs> custom footy. Because I do, I do still plan on doing the kids. The kids. Scott, if anyone wants to hang on, mate, we'll just play songs and have Joe sing for the next 20 minutes until the end of the next week. We'll just do a radio show now for the rest of the, <laughs> until the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously, thank you very much. And we shall catch you in July, probably at some point, or even maybe slightly. For my birthday, guys. Get up. My birthday's in July. Well, we'll have, have a party, party for we'll Joe. Right. Oh, Is your birthday July? Yes. See, when? The 15th. Oh. oh, I'm the fourth. Oh, very close. Let's have a night out, guys. We'll plan it right anyway. Woo! Gio, was your birthday on July as well? Oh, no, it's I, 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 I <laughs> We could go slap bang in the middle of me and Rhiannon's birthday and have a fucking night in oh, Belfast. Well, <laughs> do you think we could broadcast that and make it shut down? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, to Gio. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for all the season. Welcome back. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. the, the, the fat fever. Fat 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 now I am much older There's a place I want to be It's red faucet, it's beautiful It's steeped in history And I know what I'll find When the place comes alive I got that battle fever Coming over me And I got deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market